There was a very long moment of silence as the wolves echoed away into nothingness. Peter leaned over to an elderly gentleman at the table next to him. Do you ever have one of those days, Peter asked, where nothing goes your way? The elderly man nodded vigorously. I'm still waiting for my coffee. Chester's voice boomed out over the audience. If our esteemed shareholder has finished with his comments, I think we can declare the question period closed. Then Peter noticed a commotion at one end of the conference hall. An unlikely pair was making its way past the seated shareholders, only steps ahead of the three security guards. Jason was pushing Will in the wheelchair, but when he spotted Peter, he tossed something at him and yelled, Peter, catch! The pen quarter flew at Peter as if in slow motion, turning slowly end over end as it... Ben finally noticed him and dropped the barbell onto the weight bench with a clang. Didn't hear you ring the doorbell, he said, covering himself with a towel and blushing a bit. I'm in the middle of a workout. Want to give me a few minutes? Peter blushed furiously and nodded, going back down the hall to the living room. He batted at his crotch, trying to get his erection to subside, but in the end had to make do with rearranging it so it wouldn't be so noticeable. Peter tried to block the techno music out of his mind, and started to scan the bookshelves. He saw A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking and shook his head. Must have been a gift. Then he saw Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, Cosmo by Carl Sagan, and The Greening of America. Peter took the Hawking book down from the shelf and rifled through it. There were notes scrawled in Ben's handwriting and dog-eared corners on most pages. Definitely not a book meant only for show. Peter turned to the odd large table at one end of the living room, he didn't know what to make of it. It looked like a large sandbox at waist level, with inflated supports beneath. Stuck at various points in the sand were tiny mirrors and little soldiers. There was also a metal box named Heeny that looked ominous. Bored, Peter started moving the soldiers around on the sand. Ooh, don't ask, don't tell, he said. Moving two soldiers together. What were you doing at the base gym with Lieutenant Studmuffin, soldier? Then moving them over to an embankment. He put four of them together. So have you ever been with an enlisted man before? Gee, I'm really drunk tonight. What the hell are you doing? Ben yelled. He sprinted across the street, acutely aware of the flab on his thighs jiggling lightly, and went into the bar. Peter hadn't been in a bar since he and Danny had decided to settle down together. And the last he'd remembered of bar life was Grace Jones, disco lighting, and the crush of warm, sweaty bodies. The eagle was mostly empty, and the few customers sat at tables instead of at the long bar, chatting sullenly and sizing him up. He saw the expected 40-year-old leatherman with grizzled face to match his jacket, and the cherubic young hustler standing by the pool table, rubbing chalk on his cue with a predatory look on his face. But no bears. In fact, everyone looked perfectly normal. For a bar. He's one of them, Peter heard someone say. You know. Peter turned around but he couldn't make out who'd said it. Everyone was hidden behind their drinks. Why don't they stay in their part of the bar? Another voice asked. They have their place, and we have ours. Even the hustler lost interest, and Peter blushed. The bartender, a burly man with a shaved head and beard, smiled in a vaguely kindly way, polishing a mug with a cloth that didn't look particularly clean. Peter felt all eyes on him. Yes, he admitted. I know I've had a lot of jobs in the past few years, Peter said, trying to fill the growing silence. You know, web designers, he added helpfully. Our web designer's been on staff since 1995, Jason said, making a note on the resume with a red pen. Peter didn't like the look of that mark, 
Well, most of those sites were porn sites. Usually they folded in a few months, he winked. Jason made another mark. We're looking for a writer, not a web designer. They're a dime a dozen. He smiled, the first break in his stone exterior since the start of the interview. No offense, Dan, but this resume looks like it's telling the story of a man who doesn't know who he is or what he wants. Peter felt a chill, then realized that Jason wasn't questioning him, but Dan. I'm a drifter, Peter thought. What do I want? Did I mention I was on the road breaking hearts a lot? He said in a desperation. Jason narrowed his eyes and put down the resume. Look, I like your writing samples, even though they're about anthropology, not computers. I don't know what's going on in your personal life, and I don't want to know. Although if we hire you, you can join the company's MC club in your spare time. Before Peter could interrupt, Jason waved a cautionary paw. I don't like the whole flakiness bit you're giving me in this interview, Jason went on. 